Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Thanks for tuning in for my latest musings on episode 6 of Severance. Uh, Once again, if you haven't watched it already, look, you know how this works, but it's good to just remind people in case this is their first time listening to the podcast. If you're watching Severance and you're not up to date, then I'm going to give away some spoilers and some theories and I don't want to ruin it for you. So make sure you are up to date before you listen to this podcast. And also, the theory that we have today is not from me. It's uh, from a listener, and I loved it. I only saw it this morning. It's been a busy weekend, and uh, I haven't had an opportunity to reply to this person. But, man, it was good. So, uh, anyway, we'll get to that uh, soon. Uh, Let's talk about uh, this episode, which is called Hide and Seek, and then spoilers and theories afterwards. Uh, So, um, yeah, it's... uh, Oh, by the way, it's uh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, I have not checked with you that this was okay. (laughs) I've just realised that as I'm recording. I maybe should have emailed you. I won't say your last name. How's that, Ryan? And then 
write back to me and if it's okay, then I'll drop your last name as well. I mean, you might want to be, maybe your partner doesn't know that you're watching this. Maybe you're seven. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's a great uh, theory. It's, um, it's a tasty theory. That's what it is. That's what it, uh, tasty is a good way of describing it. So, all right, let's do the recap first. Uh, Patricia Arquette is killing it as Ms. Coble, Mrs. Selvig, Harmony. She is a true believer in the Egan philosophy and she's also militant about maintaining the order at Lumen. Uh, Mr. Grainer informs Coble that PD's severance chip was hacked by a former employee of Lumon named Regabi, so she orders Grainer to find her. As Mark is about to take off for work, he throws PD's mobile phone away. Is this to avoid suspicion or is this to just avoid the whole PD saga? Look, it might be a little bit of both. Uh, Mark is an interesting character. He is a complex character and uh, there does seem to be a push and pull with wanting to work out what's going on and everything just kind of going back to normal. Uh, Though... Having said that, it seems like it is starting to lean towards, uh, you know, wanting to blow everything up and work out what the fuck is happening. Uh, The work situation is starting to fray at the seams and not necessarily for the worse. Irving and Bert continue to have clandestine interactions that are gentle and intimate. Irving and Bert. Bert and Irving. Oh, they're so beautiful. Uh, And you know what that means. If they're beautiful, something terrible is going to happen. I think that's how this show is going to work. Ah, I don't want something bad to happen to them. Uh, meanwhile, Helly appears to be in better spirits after her sork and walk and talk with Mark last week. This isn't working out for all of them, though. This uh, change in the workplace is making Ms. Coble very angry, uh, especially with Mark for not being able to control his team, and she forbids the MDR from any type of interaction with other departments, especially since they're failing to meet their performance targets. Yet Mark is beginning to show signs of defiance at the workplace. Is it the outie Mark beginning to influence the innie Mark? Or is outie Mark really starting to buy into his brother-in-law's writings? This book that feels so hilarious and satirical is starting to find a foothold inside Lumon, which I am all for. I love it so much. Mark tells his team that they're not allowed to mix with any other department. So what do they do? They immediately head to the O&D department to talk it out. There they agree to work together and discover the true nature of their jobs. While in this department, Dylan steals an infographic card from the O&D department. It doesn't really feel like it was that long ago that Dylan was a company man, but uh, maybe he's been <laughs> enchanted by Rickon's self-help book as well. It turns out defiance is starting to spread amongst our main characters. Before the two departments can put a plan into action, Mr. Milchick intervenes and sends Mark to the break room. We will discover his fate in there, I'm guessing this Friday. In the outside world, Mark's sister Devon bumps into Gabby Arteta, the pregnant woman from the previous episode. It turns out she is married to a senator who politically supported the severance process. If that isn't enough, Ms. Coble has arrived on Devon and Rickon's door, passing herself off as a lactation expert. Yikes! I say to thee, yikes! Capital letters with an exclamation mark. Yikes! 
While in the outside world, Mark goes on another date with Alexa and the two come across a rock concert that has Petey's daughter performing. And this happens at the same time that Mr. Miltrek somehow contacts Dylan's Audi in his own home to learn where he hid the infographic card. Later that night, Mark wakes and decides to retrieve Petey's phone from the rubbish bin. Maybe it was seeing Petey's daughter singing about Lumon, or maybe his conscience is starting to become impossible to ignore. When he turns on the phone, it rings, and the person on the other end asks him to meet up with her. Mark complies. That's what Mark does. He complies and is now face-to-face with Ragapi. A few things to ponder here. Interesting that Mark ends up at the school he used to teach at. This is a very small community. Making me start to think if there's any outside world. It's very bizarre, isn't it? It also appears that Ragabi knows Mark, so it will be interesting to see if this is through work, PD or both. Can she be totally trusted? That's the question I want to ask you. Can she be trusted? I'll be honest with you, in this show, I don't trust anyone. And I kind of put the characters into two camps. There's some characters I don't trust because they appear to know more than they're willing to divulge. So that means they're working from a place of strength that allows them to manipulate others, etc. Other characters that I don't trust, this is the other camp, I I just think you can't trust them because deep down in the dark, uh, they have no idea what's going on. So therefore they could easily be led to disaster without knowing their actions are responsible for any situation that they cause. Severance is capturing the timber of our paranoid times with perfection. Uh, The break room is feeling more like an Orwellian destination than ever before. While it sounds like somewhere you might go for a cup of tea and a biscuit, the truth is it leans more into the breaking down of an individual. I feel a heady mix of dread and excitement for what we might find with Mark there. If his scene with Alexa is after his visit into the break room, judging by what is going on with Mark's hand, I'm guessing something bad has happened. Has he been angry and punched something? Has he been having his hand in something and it's been mashed? Who knows? Like, it could be anything. Uh, I'm also not certain we should trust Alexa. What has she done for me to think that? I don't know. Giving him a second date? Like, he doesn't seem like he was much fun the first time. Maybe she just trusts his sister? I don't know. As I said earlier, I don't trust anyone. Uh... Harmony is a fascinating name. We all know what it means. But just for fun's sake, let's think about the idea that it is the quality of forming a pleasing and consistent whole. It is also the state of being in agreement or accord. And it can also mean any parallel narratives which present a single continuous narrative text. So what's happening with Harmony? Is is she whole? Is she... Maybe the name is... Uh, you know, I've just drawn a blank on the word, maybe, uh, you know, a funny play on the word, you know, maybe Harmony is, uh, you know, maybe she's not in uh, harmony with herself, maybe she is all the time severed. Now that we've seen her at her shrine, which is (laughs) weird, and then you look at the medical bracelet with the name Charlotte Coble on it, there could be all sorts of things going on with her. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Patricia Arquette, as I said earlier, just killing it. Uh, I'm also now wondering if the baby goats weren't children at all. Maybe they're going to be sacrificed at the annual carnival. <laughs> uh, what a funny pun. Anyway, uh, 
Uh, other questions to ponder, is the senator's wife severed? Because there's something weird going on, isn't there? Because she had her heart set on the name of William and then it's like she just had no idea what was going on. A mate of mine said, uh, this feels like the Stepford Wives. And I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then you look at the husband, Angelo, and even though he seems to have supported uh, the idea of severance uh, at the uh, at the company. I don't know. Like now that we've seen that it's kind of taking place outside of the workplace, like is he severed? Like that would make sense, wouldn't it? If you can sever a politician and then control them, it sounds like what the head of a massive corporation would love to do. Not that I want you to think that I'm completely cynical, but... It does sound exactly like what someone would want to do, I think. Uh, Dylan being remotely turned on is fascinating and terrifying, almost as terrifying as the weird goat's head at Devon's house. Maybe there's more going on with our favourite self-help man. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I wasn't going to do much hypothesising for this episode. Uh, Had a lot of people write to me saying, I don't want to hypothesise. I went, oh, okay. That doesn't seem like much fun, but uh, luckily I have Ryan out there. Thank you, Ryan. He sent me uh, an email. I, it must have come through over the weekend. I had a weekend that was crazy busy, and uh, I read it this morning, and uh, it was just so good. I just thought I'd I'd share it with you if that's all right. Especially Ryan. I hope you're okay with this. Let me know. I can take it down, but please don't. Tell me to do that because then I'll have to take it down. Anyway, it's too good. I want to share it with people. So Ryan wrote to me, I've got a little tidbit you might be interested in. Maybe that's Ryan's version of a squid bit. Your exploration of Lumon in the last squid bit episode was fun. It reminded me of all those wonderful lexical deep dives from the Watchmen series. Thank you. I enjoyed that as well. Jeez, that was exhausting, wasn't it? That was a good time, but whew. Anyway. You know what, I shouldn't have read out the bit where he gave me a, um, a compliment. Anyway, sometimes you have a little bit of low self-esteem and this is how you get it out there, people. <laughs> this is what Ryan says. I think Lumon is a bit of a red herring, though. I reckon it's a homonym. Lumen is where it gets even more interesting. That's spelt L-U-M-E-N. I only really thought of Lumen because I'm a scientist and it has a few meanings in my world. In physics... A lumen is a measure of light. In that sense, it's interesting to hear Irving say that the Egan philosophy is illumination beyond all. That was in this episode, which is hide and seek. In anatomy, a lumen is a space within a hollow organ, e.g. an intestine. Might that relate to the hollowness that characters such as Mark feel, especially in Audi form? Shades of T.S. Eliot's The Hollow Men, perhaps. Great call, Ryan. My favourite poem, you are making me very happy with everything in this email. Mark's head is depicted as hollow before a small animated depiction of his innies fall down uh, during the opening credits. So maybe that's a stretch, I don't know. I I love the stretches. This is is what we're meant to do in the lead up to this stuff. He continues, With that said, I think the most intriguing meaning of lumen comes from the medical field. According to the Merriam-Webster online dictionary, in medicine, lumen can refer to the bore of a tube as of a hollow needle or catheter. 
In the opening credits, immediately after the aforementioned hollow head scene, we see a needle draw Mark away from his desk and into its lumen, where he coalesces with the black goo before being expelled out of the syringe. But is it a syringe, or is it the tool that inserts the severance chip into employees' brains? Episode 2, Half Loop. If you watch closely, it's both, and both have a lumen. The parallel between a syringe used to inject sedative drugs, among other things, and the instrument used in severance procedure is, I think, deliberate. As you've noted since episode one, the viewer is led to believe that severance makes Mark feel better by helping him escape the intense grief surrounding his wife's death. An intravenous drug might be prescribed or illicitly attained for the same purpose. They can both pacify someone by alleviating pain. In the case of the severance chip, this presumably allows Mark and the others to work more efficiently. Harmony's always banging on about efficiency. That's reminiscent of the purpose of Soma in Huxley's Brave New World. I also think it's curious how Mark's innie is dressed during the opening credits. His red attire looks equally like medical scrubs and a prison uniform. It's what someone would wear if they were admitted to a mental health facility. And what's the name for the process that inpatients and prisoners alike go through once released? Reintegration, of course. Cult members also need to reintegrate with society. And Lumon is looking more and more cult-like with every episode and Every new reference to Kia and his way. Ah, that's great. Great theory. This is fantastic. I was wrapped when I found this uh, email this morning. And uh, yep, it, it was perfect timing before I uh, got into this podcast. So look, if you have something that's as well written and as well thought out as Ryan and you want to share it, uh, I'm more than happy to uh, throw it out here. But uh, thank you for sharing, Ryan. I can't wait to see where it goes from here. It's, uh, God, the series is really good. You know, uh, on Friday, I was working at The Chase and, you know, it was just a a late finish, you know, we just had a few things on and blah, blah, blah. So I started work at like, I got into the studio at about 9am and got home at 11pm and I was like, oh, I've got to be back up at 6 the next day. I don't really have time to watch Severance. I'll have to leave it for the weekend. And then I looked and I saw the episode was only 40 minutes and I thought, oh, do I roll the dice? I hope I don't get too tired, and I did not get tired, and in fact, it kind of woke me up a bit, so that was a disaster the next day, but anyway, here we are. (laughs) I'm really enjoying this. This is just the kind of stuff that I love in a TV series. I'm going to put up the script at uh, the Patreon site, so uh, uh, Ryan was saying that you can't comment there if you are... um, not signed up. I thought if it was open to the public, you could. So I'll check that. If uh, if you're not signed up to the Patreon, but you want to comment, uh, come along to the Facebook page and uh, drop some comments there. Just put some, uh, just put the word spoilers at the top of your of your uh, theory, just in case someone's coming along who uh, hasn't quite read it yet. So uh, I'll keep an eye out for that during the week. Anyway. Thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Uh, I will be back later this week with Alex J, who is back on the show uh, just before she starts her festival season. We've got a good chat about the uh, movies that have taken her by surprise for her podcast. 
uh, Girl's Guide to Dude, uh, Chick's Guide to Dude Cinema. And uh, yeah, it's a great podcast. I, I really love it when Alex comes on and, and discusses this stuff. And we have such a good time. We've been friends for such a long time as well. It's really easy and she's fantastic. So uh, some nice surprises. Big chat about The Godfather, actually. She saw The Godfather for the first time. Oh, tasty. That is another tasty little podcast. Uh, there'll be a new uh, Dispatches from the Fury Road blog tomorrow. It's uh, going to be a uh, a guide to losing weight the Hamo way. And it says, <laughs> you guys know me. You know where I'm coming from. <laughs> you know <laughs> What the gist of it will be. Anyway, so uh, that'll be tomorrow. Alex Jail will be on Wednesday. And uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, And then I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you on Wednesday's podcast who I have coming up. I have a, have a podcast coming up that I'm very excited about. So anyway, thank you very much. And uh, I hope the start of your week is a good one. And we'll chat again soon. Until then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.